Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. Nerdy obsessions, drunken ramblings with Morgan Jeffrey and Tom Eames. Now you can have your own special Captain Planet adventure with your favorite planeteers. There's Wheeler, who has the power of fire, and the daring Linka with the power of wind. You can even use the Planeteer's eco-cycle. And your own power rings will let you call Captain Planet. Bring him to the rescue and save the Earth. Captain Planet and the Planeteers, now available at Kmart. Earth. Fire. Wind. Water. Beer. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back. I'm Morgan, he's Tom. Hello. And by our powers combined, this is episode 116 of the Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. You already did that wrong, though, because you said water, when in reality it'd be water. Water. With a D. Yeah. We've polluted our bodies with booze, we've taken sobriety down to almost zero, and we're looking back at another cult favourite from yesteryear. Looting and polluting is not the way, so let's hear what Captain Planet has to say. Tom? Yes. Memories of the 90s animated series Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Well, I'm sh- I did watch this a little bit when I was a kid. Because um, yeah. com- compared to other superheroes, I assume he counts as a superhero. He counts as a superhero. Um, I didn't really watch that much as a kid, but yeah. I did with Captain Planet. And I remember, similar to when we talked about He-Man and yeah. I lost a He-Man toy on the beach. Oh no, have you got another traumatic no, story? But I mem- no, I remember owning a ring. Oh wow. A Captain Planet ring. A Planeteer ring? It, it was green. Yeah. Um, and it fit perfectly <laughs> on my little boy's finger and yeah. I used to wear it all the time really? yeah this is blowing my mind but I didn't know the show well enough to know what it meant yeah. so like, can't, which like one was green I'm, oh, I, earth maybe maybe um, I don't know but anyway I used to wear that all the time I had a Captain Planet toy as well <gasps> yeah um, but I don't remember anything about the show where's that ring now I, again it's somewhere uh, I was I was hoping you'd just be like and I'm wearing it now <laughs> imagine. produce uh, no. imagine no sadly not so coming up the all-star cast who helped bring the adventures of the world's first eco-hero to life <laughs> the Hollywood superstar hired then fired as the voice of Captain Planet and how the series really has changed the world for the better so, Captain Planet and the Planeteers, uh, usually referred to by fans as just Captain Planet, sure. was an animated superhero series with an environmentalist slant. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of the do-gooder TV series. It was it sort of like... Edutainment. Yeah, an educational show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're sort of making you think you're watching a nice, like, <laughs> cartoon. In reality, they're trying to preach to you. Spoonful of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ran for six seasons. Uh, 113 25-minute episodes that were broadcast on TBS and in syndication uh, from the 15th of September 1990 to the 11th of May 1996. I thought it was very much an 80s thing. No, very, very, very 90s. Very 90s. Yeah, you'll you'll pick up on how incredibly 90s it is as we progress. Uh, Though the sixth and final season was for the longest time only released in Europe, uh, with the last 13 episodes of Captain Planet not shown in the US until Earth Day in 2006 on the Boomerang Network. Just just, be asked. Just just, just wasn't shown in the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earth Day, they finally got around to it. (laughs) So the first three seasons, titled Captain Planet and the Planeteers, was produced by Deke Enterprises. 
our old friends at Deke, a production company and animation studio also known for producing such gems as Ulysses 31, see episode uh, 16 of this podcast, Mm -hmm. The Mysterious Cities of Gold, episode 101, and other favourites including uh, Inspector Gadget, Jason the Wheeled Warriors, The Real Ghostbusters, Cops, (laughs) Street Sharks, and... Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. What a legacy of shows Sherlock that Holmes. Bring Sherlock Holmes back to life. <laughs> but what, what a series of, of shows. And, that, and that's just me cherry picking. Like, yeah. incredible. Yeah. We do not give Dick enough respect. <laughs> we really don't. Show a bit of bloody love to Dick. <laughs> show, show Dick some love. Yeah. Really. Uh, a sequel series comprising seasons uh, four to six and titled The New Adventures of Captain Planet was produced by Hanna-Barbera Cartoons between 1993 and 1996. I remember growing up, used to think it was a woman called Hannah. Um, that was just an incredible woman who just made all these cartoons. Anna Barbera. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming is it two blokes? It's yeah. It's 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 Hannah. I think Their surname. Joseph Hannah and, right. and Barbara. Yeah, but it was Hanna yeah. Barbera. Well, yeah. Why not? It it could have been. It yeah. could have been this. I mean, this is inc- this is incredibly niche. But um, Tom and I are um are or were ostensibly uh, entertainment journalists. Yeah. And there is a uh, there's a there's a there's a website where you can source image images. Uh, pictures um, and it and it's called uh, Rex Features <laughs> and and Tom wants to admit to me that he thought it was it was named after a man <laughs> called Rex Features who in my uh, mind is is basically uh, a fusion of of Perry White J, J Jonah Jameson yeah. he's got like Rex uh, Features attorney at law yeah he's he's got like a big a big uh, a big yeah. cigar and like what what you call what you call them the the uh, Suspenders. Suspenders. Yeah. He's wearing suspenders and he's like, I'm Rex Features. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. Like that's that that's what I'm picturing. It's like how I thought Greg Wallace ran Greg's. <laughs> what, because it was two G's? Yeah. I I just thought, well, he's on MasterChef. Does he not? Was, no. Does he not? No. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you just you just I just instantly thought oh, wait, he's, he's he's got to have done something. He's a, Greg's exists. He's Greg Wallace. He's on MasterChef. Yeah. Food. Food. Ergo, yeah. you're thinking like he, you know, he's a he's a man who knows his cuisine. Yeah, but so no, surely he must run Greg's. Bloke who eats food, nothing to do with Greg's. Nothing to do with Greg. Who does run Greg's? I don't know. Some no. guy called Greg. Some, some, the only other man who spells Greg with two G's. Oh no, founder. Well, that's fascinating. John Greg. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. From uh, Newcastle. So if you take, not, not as exciting. If you t- if you take nothing else away from this podcast, yeah. Now you know who. Well, Greg was launched Greg. ages ago. Looking at this, he died in 1964. What? <laughs> when was when was Greg's launched? When in 1939? Nah. Yeah, in 1939, he founded Greg's, a family bakery store in Tyneside. Yeah, but his it, first shop opened in 1951. Greg's wasn't like a big deal. Like I, you couldn't. You wow, could, imagine that. You couldn't get like a Greg sausage roll in 1939. No, but imagine that. Back in who would have who would have thought all these years later it would be the natural institution as it is now. Amazing. I had a sausage roll today, actually. Did you? Yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent and a half. So anyway. I don't think Captain Planet would approve of Greg's. Why not? I don't know, it's just not good for the environment, I bet. Sausage rolls. Yeah, just no. just, just factory-produced foods. So, there were two shows, te- technically. You had <laughs> yeah. Captain Planet and the Planeteers, yeah. and then the New Adventures of Captain Planet. So technically, two separate, oh. two separate shows. But in the same canon. And generally thought of as one series. Okay. Uh, the first three seasons and then seasons, seasons same four to six. Or like identical, okay. same storyline, same canon, same characters. Um, produced by two different animation studios. Technically two different titles, but considered to be the same oh, show. Right. Captain Planet is, of course, mm. best known for its iconic closing 
theme song. Oh, closing theme song. Now you must you must be Yeah, yeah. You must remember this. Yeah. 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 Show a blast? Yes. Do it. Go for it. <laughs> Heart. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. He's our powers magnified, and he's fighting on the planet side. Captain Planet, he's our hero. Now this bit of the theme, mm. iconic, right? Yeah. Everyone remembers this bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No one remembers this bit. They must have made a radio edit, as it were. Like, you know, like later on in the series, they cut the theme tune down to stars, yeah. don't they? Don't remember this at all. No one remembers the rap. But I had the green the power one. Is yours. All right. Yeah. The show's intro theme was composed by Tom Worrell. Its lyrics were written by series producer Nick Boxer. Always makes me think of um, Friends. Remember that storyline with Joey? Nick Which the, one's that? Nick oh, the Boxer. Yeah. Nick the Boxer. <laughs> yeah. And the epic vocals were provided by Murray McFadden and Timothy Mulholland, who were employed as part of the show's music department. Uh, the original concept and title for Captain Planet came from Ted Turner, the media mogul who founded CNN and is also renowned for his philanthropy and his support of environmental causes. Okay. Turner had hired filmmaker and environmental activist Barbara Pyle as vice president of environmental policy at his television network TBS and tasked her and a creative team with producing an action-packed animated series that would also educate kids about environmental issues. So the show they produced saw Gaia, the spirit of the earth, summon four teenagers and a young boy named Marty from four different corners of the world to help her in the battle to save the planet. Known as the Planeteers, these youths are tasked with helping defend the planet from environmental disasters and making efforts to educate humankind. Each Planeteer comes from a different continent, hinting at the need for people of all nations to work together to care for the planet. Now, how are these Planeteers chosen? Like, are they just random? I think just at random. But what if they were just useless? Well, some of the, some of them were. Oh, right. We'll get on to that. Okay. Yeah. So the Planeteers use transportation. Usually... Do they have any say over it? No, I think they were just like, right. You just got to do it. It's like the draft. <laughs> it's like, you just have to do it. It's like the draft for, for the environment. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. The Planeteers use transportation, uh, usually a flying machine called a geocruiser uh, based on solar power oh. to avoid causing pollution themselves. Greta would love this, wouldn't she? She, she would have been a Planeteer. <laughs> it was back in, she lived back in the 90s. Yeah. She, yeah. This is like pure Greta, this. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Great. 100% Greta. Yeah. So Gaia, who is based on the figure of the same name from Greek mythology, sends five magic rings with the power to control an element of nature and one controlling the element of heart, <laughs> lame, <laughs> to five chosen youths across the globe. Okay. Now, this is famous among Captain Planet fandom, the fact that they all have you know, different powers, different, mm-hmm. different rings that control different elements, and it's you know, earth, wind, fire, and one of them has heart. Yeah. Even <laughs> what does as, that even mean? Even as a kid, I thought that was like, yeah. I was like, Heart. No one wants to be that one. Heart, no, exactly. If you're playing it in the playground, it's like, who gets, oh yeah, I'm going to be Earth. I'm going to be, oh, uh, heart. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be heart. <laughs> so in, in a 2012 Reddit AMA, a fan asked Barbara Pyle and Nick Boxer, what kind of power is heart anyway? <laughs> to which they responded, compassion, caring, empathy. It's the power that combines the four elements to become Captain Planet. There would be no Captain Planet if he did not have heart. Weeb. When another fan suggested that heart was 
the worst power. <laughs> Pile and Boxer responded, Marty did not have the worst power. He had the best power. See earlier answers. <laughs> getting really upset and annoyed about Annoyed. It. They start getting annoyed. They were like, uh, Let, Get off my boy, Marty. Leave Hart alone. Uh. Every episode would end, uh, as the series of this era often did, with uh, a little little message right. to, to viewers hey, at kids. the end. Yeah, a little planeteer alert Don't fuck about. clip. Exactly. If you fuck about, you'll find out. <laughs> so these planeteer alert clips uh, were often connected to the plot of the episode. Stop using deodorant. Exactly. Just smell. <laughs> it's fine. It's God's way. With environmental or political and other social political issues discussed, as well as how the viewer can contribute and be part of the solution rather than the pollution. Oh God. This is very much the woke before woke was a thing, if you think about it. If you think about it. Pretty, if this could come out now. It's pretty woke for the 90s. They, yeah, it is. There's yeah. nothing else like this going on no. when, when we were kids. Wow, okay. You can recycle just about everything. <laughs> like plastic. It's practically indestructible and stays around forever. But scientists do have ways to recycle many kinds of plastic. Still, recycling starts with you. Technology can do Look, it didn't even matter that Hart was his power. Marty was by far the lamest. The worst planet here. trash. And remember the three R's. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. The power is yours. Uh, I guess we, we did learn a lot. We learned a lot. Yeah. I really want like a gif of Captain Planet saying, only you can make less trash to respond to like trash <laughs> tweets that I see on my timeline. Only you can stop this. Just just stop, just reduce the trash. And reduce the trash. On my timeline. Reduce the trash. Speaking of trash, yeah. reducing the trash and yeah. you know, humankind's out, you know, impact on the world. I often think when you watch those David Attenborough documentaries mm. and you He's been around for a while, famously. And the, uh, <laughs> We've said this before. Attenborough, Attenborough, yeah. If we act now... This is it, this is it. Every time, but every time you watch one, <laughs> he's saying, if we act now, like, it's... We're at a precipice. O- it, honestly, it's got to be this second. Yeah. It's like... I, I, I said this ten years ago, and you've still not done it. He's always like, if we act now, we might just turn the tide. And I love the idea that one day you'll tune in and Attenborough will just say, well... Well... We're fucked. I, I warned you. I did say you wouldn't fucking listen. It's too late now. Like at some point he's got he's got to he's got to be like, no, it's all gone. You fucked it. <laughs> it's gotta happen at some point. Should have listened to Captain Planet. <laughs> They'd be mates, wouldn't they? Attenborough. Yeah. Attenborough. Greta. Planet. Greta. Yeah. The Holy pa- Trinity. Power trio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so onto the cast of Captain Planet and the yeah. Planeteers. And what a cast, Tom. This is gonna blow. Your mind. Okay. So, Gaia, yeah. the the spirit of the Earth, was originally voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. Was it? Yeah. yeah. All right. In seasons one to three of Captain Planet. How did Planet. they manage to get that? Well, we'll get on to that. Oh, wow. How they got these big names. Okay. Then, seasons four to six, yeah. uh, Goldberg, no longer with the series, but was replaced by Margot Kidder, best known for, oh, for yeah. portraying Lois Lane, yeah. opposite Christopher Reeve's Superman in four films between 1978 and 1987. Always get a mixed up with... Oh, go on. Indiana Jones, what's her name? Oh, Karen Allen. Yeah. You, well, th- you think I, everyone's Karen Allen? <laughs> Honestly, I watched Superman, I think it was just Superman. They do look a little, like, a little similar. I didn't know um, Karen Allen was in this. I was like, oh no, just... You just wish Karen Allen was in more stuff. <laughs> which she, she should be. She was great. Great she in Raiders. Great, great yeah. in Raiders. Yeah. There were then, of course, the five planeteers. Yeah. Uh, Kwame, mm-hmm. who hails from Africa and possesses the power of Earth. Nice. He was voiced by LeVar Burton, uh, who portrayed Geordie LaForge in Star Trek The Next Generation. From 1987 to 1994, so, and it's various spin-offs. But much younger than he's betraying. 
What do you mean? I mean, Lavar is a lot older than a teenager. Well, now, yeah. No, but even then. Sure. No, he was he was like quite young. Was he at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Think how long ago this was? Thirty years ago. I guess so. Yeah, he was probably like. But isn't he playing like a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> well, yeah, but. <laughs> cut, cut. He's at least twenty-five at this point. Yeah, maybe cut Lavar some slack. <laughs> He's a talented voice actor. <laughs> so, Lavar Burton obviously played Jordi LaForge. Yeah. Also played uh, Kunta Kinte in the ABC miniseries Roots in nineteen seventy-seven, and was host of the PBS uh, kids educational TV series Reading Rainbow yeah. for more than twenty-three years between nineteen eighty-three and two thousand and six. Here's uh, a little blast of uh, of Lavar. Talking all about Captain Planet. One of the fundamental messages, and it's probably more subtle than you would ordinarily be able to pick up on, that exists in Captain Planet is that there are these these five kids that represent different elements of the Earth, and that when and they are out there fighting ecological villains, but whenever they come into a situation that is larger than they feel like they can handle, they pool their resources. They get together and they create this synthesis being Captain Planet that comes in and he's really the superhero. So it's it's not, I'm not a superhero. It's like I have my own individual contribution and when I put that together with with his and with hers, then we have something that is larger than than myself. I could listen to him talk forever. Great voice. Yeah. Great voice. Now you're like, he can play anything. Yeah. <laughs> Take <laughs> it back. LeVar. There was also Wheeler. Wheeler was another planeteer from uh, Brooklyn, New York, in the United States, uh, and controls the power of fire. He was played by uh, Joey DiDeo, uh, a voice actor who also played Daniel LaRusso in an animated Karate Kid series in 1989. Uh, Linka was another planeteer who's described as coming from the Soviet Union, although this was later changed to uh, non-specific Eastern Europe. Okay, so um, is, this, is that is she representing Europe as a whole? Eastern Europe, certainly. Right. Yeah. Um, the USSR crumbled prior to the airing of the third season. Uh, so they made that switch. Uh, Linka has the power of wind, and you know, we've all, we've all had that, oh, haven't we? After, yeah. after one too many Brussels sprouts at Christmas, we've all had, we've all had power of wind, haven't we? <laughs> you, know, you know, so uh. Uh, Linka was voiced by uh, Kath Susie, and now don't get overexcited, Tom. Okay, but Susie has also voiced two of your favourites. Hello, Lola Bunny. Oh, in, yeah. in the Looney Tunes franchise, and. Fifi La Fume in Tiny Toon Adventures. Literally two of, two of your all-time favourites. instantly lighting up just in the, the, the thought of the sexiness of Fifi La Fume. My first crush of all time, I think. And Lola Bunny, your big Lola, Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny's fan. great as well, but yeah. Fifi La Fume. Fifi La Fume. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, yeah, Kath Susie, responsible for both. Yeah. Well, as well as voicing uh, Kitty Pride in the X-Men animated pilot, Pride of the X-Men, in 1989. Phil and Lil in Rugrats. Both? Both. Wow. Uh, Dexter's mom in Dexter's De- mom has <laughs> got it going on. Yeah. You would be singing that in Dexter's laboratory. Yeah. And uh, Kanga in the Winnie the Pooh franchise, as well as many other voice roles. What a prolific voice actor. Yeah, very talented. Uh, Guy from Asia controls the power of water and was voiced by uh, Janice Kawaii, uh, known for her roles as Jenny Wakeman in the Nickelodeon animated series My Life as a Teenage Robot and Lysithia in the Fire Emblem video game series. Marty from Brazil wields the power of heart. Uh, he was voiced by Scott Menville, an actor whose father, Chuck Menville, was an animator and writer who worked on Batman the Animated Series, The Real Ghostbusters, Star Trek the Animated Series, and Tiny Toon Adventures. Best Again. Of all. <laughs> Scott is otherwise best known for providing the voice of uh, Robin on the Teen Titans Animated Series from 2003 to 2006, and Teen Titans Go!, which began in 2013 and continues to this day. Uh, He also voiced Johnny Quest on the 80s animation The New Adventures of 
Johnny Quest. Now, so is is there a European? So we're being represented by Russia, essentially. Yeah, I think there's no, there's no Brit in the planet. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, there's no like Cockney or anything. Right. Yeah, no co- they, they missed out there. Would have been great. What a trick they've missed there. Maybe they're just like, oh, don't trust the Brits with anything. <laughs> like, no, uh, no 80s or 90s action adventure cartoon is complete without an animal sidekick. And oh. Captain Planet had Suchi, Marty's pet spider monkey. Spider monkey. So Marty's already a bit of a a wetty, and now he's brought a spider monkey with him. He's got a heart ring and a spider monkey. <sighs> Uh, the Spider Monkey's vocal effects were provided by Frank Welker, one of the most iconic voice actors of all mm. time. Uh, Welker has been active since the 1960s and is perhaps most famous for voicing Megatron and Galvatron and Soundwave in the Transformers franchise and Fred Jones in the Scooby-Doo franchise since 1969 and Scooby-Doo himself since 2002. You've done all right, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's nice, he's not doing too bad, is he? Captain Planet's season four finale featured guest appearances from Scooby-Doo's Shaggy and Velma, establishing that the two series take place in the same universe. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Scooby-Doo and Captain Planet. Together at last? Yeah. Okay. Everything's connected. All right. Uh, Barbara Pyle based the five planeteers on real-life people who inspired her during the show's pre-production in 1989. The character Guy was inspired by uh, Malaysian environmental activist Chi Yoke Ling. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If I'm talking my favourite Malaysian environmental activists. It's Chi Yoke Ling. Yeah. Every time. Absolutely. No question. Yeah. Uh, Marty was inspired by uh, Paulino Payacan, who led the Kayapo people, an indigenous tribe of Brazil, in their protests against the destruction of the Amazon rainforest. Again, if I'm thinking of my indigenous tribes of Brazil... You're thinking the Kayapo people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kwame was inspired by the survivors of the Rhodesian Bush War. I'm not going to keep doing this joke, so I just... Yeah. And Wheeler was said by Pyle to be based on her own father. In situations that the Planeteers cannot resolve alone, they combine their planetary powers to summon the titular Captain Planet. So this was before Power Rangers, the US yeah. version anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but quite similar. The idea of their powers combined. Yeah, and yeah. just a, a bunch of youths, a bunch of teenagers teaming yeah. up with a, a, an older elder statesman, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Guy is the Zordon. Yeah. Yeah, Captain Planet's the Megazord. They should have teamed up. Yeah, well, Planeteers I mean, and the Power Rangers. I mean, if Captain Planet and Scooby Doo can team up, why not? Why not the Power Rangers? It's and, the Planeteers. and the Turtles. Yeah, they already did that. With Power Rangers. They did. Yeah. Throw the Planeteers in there. Yeah. yeah. So Captain Planet was a male, blue-skinned superhero with a green mullet. <laughs> he does have a mullet. He does yeah. have a mullet. If you think about yeah. it, uh, who possesses all of the Planeteers' powers amplified, uh, along with other powers such as flight, superhuman strength, and invulnerability. You do it all then. Yeah. Why is he getting these kids to do all the work? And it's this idea that like they only call him up in like really, yeah. you know, re- got, really tough, be- really tough circumstances. Things to be doing. But like, no, but call him up straight away. Yeah. Solve, solve it. I bet he turns up and goes, "Oh no, you just do this." Yeah. He just does it. In- I always thought that about about Power Rangers as well, where it, where it was like, you know, they'd they they take on like Rita or yeah. Lord Zed and yeah. the cronies, and then it's like they, and then Rita would be like grow and yeah. then like her monster would grow uh, and right, then only, only then would they form Let, a Megazord let's get the fucking Brachiosaurus going yeah exactly yeah. it's like just do Megazord just do straight away straight away done cut cut, cut to Megazord yeah, Same. every time just just call Captain Planet up straight away it's yeah. not It's not like he's like now you've got limited Captain Planet yeah. like <laughs> yeah. you know you only do it five times a year exactly no it's like yeah. just just call up Captain Planet straight yeah. away sort it out guys like, I said you'd only do it in an emergency yeah he's like Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm busy. Like, can you not, like, not, not every time, not for every little environmental disaster. Uh, Captain Planet's facial appearance was based on series co-creator Nick Boxer. Oh. Nick the Boxer. Uh, typically, Planet only manifests to deal with the bigger crisis uh, and then departs, leaving viewers with the message, the power is yours. He was voiced by David Coburn. And Coburn was just 21 what? when he voiced Captain Planet. 
oh, I'm, I'm 36. I've never voiced Captain nah. Planet. You know what I mean? Just makes you feel... <laughs> and he sounds far more superior than I ever will. <laughs> superior, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got a real, real superhero voice. Very earnest. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, Coburn remains best known for his voice role in the series, but has been acting since the late 1970s, when he was just 10 years old. Uh, he's still acting, and last year appeared in an episode of the Netflix series Emily in Paris. Oh, I watched uh, that. Yeah, Coburn's lived in Paris since 2011, so yeah, okay. just outside his front door. Yes. Ted Turner originally wanted Tom Cruise <laughs> to voice Captain Planet because he was the biggest movie star in the well, world yeah. at the time. You've already spent all your budget on Whoopi. Well... Cruz apparently agreed. What? And recorded the first couple of episodes. What? Playing Captain Planet. But Coburn was so good. He was, no. He was dropped. No. And replaced by Coburn. That's what they're telling. Who re-recorded the vocals. No. According, Why would you not use Tom Cruise? According to Phil Harnage, a senior staff writer at Deke Entertainment, no. we had to face the unpleasant realisation that he, meaning Cruise, did not have a superhero voice. Imagine calling up Tom Cruise and saying, <laughs> yeah, we're going to look elsewhere. Okay, who are you going to get? Bruce Willis? Nah, um, Coburn. Who? He's 21 years old. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. like, like oh, I've not heard of him, but he must have a, a real like back catalogue of great work, right? No, he's, he's 21. How bad could Tom Cruise have done? Well, I, I guess real bad. Have they got it anywhere? Have they released no, it? No, never. Why wouldn't you release it? But you've heard Coburn. Yeah. Delivers the goods. He does, but you, you, you keep Tom Cruise. At least for an episode. No, apparently not. <sighs> he, was, he was hired, then fired. Each episode, the planeteers would go up against the eco-villains, a group of antagonists who pose a threat to the planet through pollution, deforestation, poaching, and other environmentally unsafe activities. Uh, each of these villains represents a specific way of thought that can cause ecological problems. Uh, <laughs> ecological problems. Ecological problems. Uh, they tend to work alone most of the time, though in the two-part episode, Summit to Save Earth, the entire ensemble of eco-villains worked as a team. They are... Hoggish Greedly, a pig-like human who represents the dangers of overconsumption and greed. Hoggish was voiced by the late, great Ed Asner. <laughs> Ed Asner. Ed Asner. Amazing. Best remembered for his Emmy-winning role of Lou Grant on both the Mary Tyler Moore show and its spin-off series Lou Grant throughout the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Uh, he also appeared in Roots, opposite Captain Planet co-star LeVar Burton. Uh, he voiced Carl Fredrickson, famously, in the Pixar animated film Up. He voiced Roland Daggett and Granny Goodness in the DC animated universe and J. Jonah Jameson in the 1994 Spider-Man animated series. Best of all, the X-Files Christmas special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to go way, way back to our, uh, our first ever Christmas special where we talk about Ed Asner appearing in the X-Files Christmas special and you'll you'll learn why we yeah. say his name. He was in Elf, wasn't he? Ed Asner. Ed Asner was also yeah. in Elf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he sadly passed away in 2021, aged 91. Good innings. Yeah. Uh, Hoggish Greedley has a henchman called Rigger who does all the legwork while Greedley usually sits around and eats. Uh, Rigger was voiced by John Ratzenberger who of course himself wow. portrayed a pig, Ham the Piggy Bank, yeah. in the Toy Story movies but is best known for his role of Cliff in the sitcom Cheers. Yeah. What a cast. I mean... But it's only it's only going to get better. Okay. It's only going to get better. There was also Verminous Scum, a part human, part rat creature who represents urban blight, disease, and drug abuse. Uh, scum can control rats and has his own personal helicopter called the Scumicopter. <laughs> uh, in some of the later episodes, uh, he also partook in war profiteering when selling weapons to different gangs. Captain Planet, yeah, yeah, took some big swings, yeah. dark turns. Uh, in seasons two to five, Scum was voiced by Maurice LaMarche, uh, the voice of Inspector Gadget, uh, Egon in the real Ghostbusters, and characters including Kif Croker and Calculon on Futurama. <laughs> uh, but in season one, it's voiced by Jeff Goldblum. What? Jeff Goldblum. 
That's what I'm saying. Start with Tom Cruise, then you can recast him. They did it with Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff was good enough for season one. Yeah, have I mentioned when, he, when we met, I met Jeff Goldblum? No. Have I interviewed him that time? No. I must have said that in the, in before. I where it was for Independence Day. Oh, retaliation, retaliation whatever resurrection, whatever. And I interviewed him next to um, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> they were sat together. Yeah. And Liam didn't want to be there. No. I think he realised this was a duffer of a film. Yeah. He was just there going... <sighs> And he's obviously having to sit with Jeff Goldblum all day. That must be exhausting. And I, like a, 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 I like Goldblum, but I a little it. bit of Goldblum goes a long way. And I got, Imagine being sat next to him all day when he's like, oh, 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 doing his, doing his Goldblum shtick. And like, I got in yeah. and I sat down. I was like, hi. And they're doing all that, you know, like there's a junket. They yeah. take their time. Yeah. Like, hey, how, how, how's it going? And I was like, um, oh, yeah. No, hi, I'm Tom. He's like, uh, Tom what? And I'm like, oh, uh, Tom Eames. Like, oh, Eames, like the chair. <laughs> and I've got it at film somewhere. I hope I've still got it because just to him going, Eames, like the chair. And then we just went back into it. <laughs> yeah. And Liam's just there going, oh, is there an Eames chair? Oh, do you, do you know, no? I don't know what an Eames chair oh, is. Oh, I was wasting on you. The, the, the famous Eames chair. <laughs> the, the famous. It is. The, the famous Eames honestly, chair. Honestly, iconic in the 60s. Um, it's, it's, it is, I'm not just saying it, it is Charles and Ray Eames. Have you ever, have you ever looked at, are, do, are you, I want uh, to own one, but they're very expensive. Do, do you have any money coming to you? Are you like the, <laughs> I do, wish. Are you like, yeah. yeah the, the, one day the successor I'll know to the Eames empire. When I bought an Eames chair. An Eames chair. Because they're like, Hundreds of thousands of millions. Yeah. There can't be that many Eames. I reckon you must be like, you, you know, twentieth somehow. Twentieth in line yeah. to But anyway, he knew. Jeff knew. Jeff knew. Goldblum knew. Yeah. Uh in, in seasons four to six of Captain Planet, uh Maurice Lamarche also voiced Duke Nukem. Wow. A doctor who uh changed himself into a radioactive yellow rock skinned mutant who re- oh. represents the misuse of nuclear power. So not that Duke Nukem. Oh, different Duke Nukem. Yeah, different Duke Nukem. What came first? Came first. Did it? Yeah. So Duke Nukem generates radiation. You probably talked about this in the Duke Nukem episode. I just forgot. <laughs> so Duke Nukem generates radiation to fire off radioactive blasts from his hands uh, and possesses X-ray vision. This character predates the video game, game character of the same name, who was briefly renamed Duke Nukem, <laughs> N-U-K-U-M, uh, to avoid any possible trademark claims that uh, the the game producers could face from the producers of Captain Planet. Foolproof. Yeah. Just like just change the letter. No one knows. We'll be fine. Uh, the character was later found, though, to be under no trademark, and the games <laughs> were restored to their original titles. I love that. Titles. Oh, it's it's fine. No one cares. No one cares. Only no one cares. It's only Captain Planet. Uh, <clears throat> so, Maurice LaMarche voiced Duke Nukem, seasons four to six. In seasons one to three, the character was portrayed by Dean Stockwell. That's Al from Quantum Leap. Do you think it's because Hollywood's very, like, um, preachy, aren't they? You know, with uh, environmental issues, I guess. Yeah. They just love all that. When they go up and get an I, award speech, they always love preaching to you about yeah. what you should be doing. I think they got told what this show was all about. Like, oh yeah, I've got to sign up. I, I, think, I, I, think, it's a big, I think it's a big part of it that it's yeah. like, you know, envir- environmental issues. Yeah. They're like, yeah, let's, let's sign on. Uh, Newcomb also had a henchman, the imaginatively named Lead Suit, uh, who wears a full-bodied lead hazmat suit to withstand the radiation released by Duke Newcomb's body. Uh, that character was, all, again, voiced by Frank Welker, the man of a million voices. Uh, Dr. Barbara Blight was another antagonist faced by Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Uh, a mad scientist who represents the dangers of uncontrolled technology and unethical scientific experimentation. As a result of self-experimentation, the left half of her face is horribly scarred and is usually hidden by her hair. Uh, Dr. Blight was voiced by Mary Kay Bergman from 1992 to 1996, uh, yeah. uh, the lead female voice actress on South Park yeah. uh, from when the show began until her, her death. Uh, she voiced all four of the boys' mothers on South Park, plus Stan's sister Shelley and Wendy Testerberger. Yeah. The original voice actress, though, in the first season, for uh, Dr. Barbara Blight. So you, 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 
you know the caliber now yeah. that we're talking about. Who do you reckon? Who voiced who voiced uh, um, Doctor Blight? So someone from eighties, nineties. Yeah, to Hollywood. Eighties, nineties, big deal in Hollywood. Sandra Bullock. No, close um, though. Close. You're within spitting distance. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. <laughs> it was Meg Ryan. <laughs> Meg Ryan originally voiced Dr. Barbara Blight on Captain Planet and the Planeteers. But then they just gave up and got rid of them. Well, I, I presume they, they had other commitments cause, because the, the problem is if you cast like the biggest stars male, in the world, uh, um, yeah, yeah they, hey. they've, got, they've got other commitments. Meg Ryan. Doc, Dr. Blight has an AI henchman and husband called, <laughs> called, called Mal okay. um, who has the ability to hack into other computer systems, take over them and reprogram them. Yeah. Uh, he was originally played by uh, David Rappaport uh, who portrayed Randall in Time Bandits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, he sadly passed away. Yeah. So they were like, oh, who can we get now? Tim Curry. <laughs> Every, like, doesn't... Captain Planet casting does not miss. Nah. It was just, like, knocking it out of the park. Yeah. I again mean, and again and again. Yeah. Incredible. So good. Sort of annoyed. Yeah. Annoyed it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's another um, villain on Captain Planet. Uh, Luton Plunder. <laughs> Very good. Uh, a a Luton spelt... L O O T E N. T E N, yeah. Nice. Luton Plunder. Plunder. Uh, a wealthy poacher and crooked businessman who represents the evils of unethical business actions. Uh, he was voiced by Ed Gilbert in seasons four to six. No, so you might not know the name, but you'll probably know the voice. So Gilbert played roles in the Transformers. He played Baloo in Tailspin, uh, yeah. uh, General Hawk in G.I. Joe, the Mandarin in the first season of Iron Man, the animated series, and Dormammu. Uh, in <laughs> I've the, come to bargain. I've come to bargain in the 90s animated uh, Spider-Man series. Uh, but in the first three seasons of Captain Planet, Luton Plunder was voiced by James Coburn. What? <laughs> like the iconic, the iconic Hollywood actor James Coburn. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Okay. Uh, it's always not impressive anymore. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, only James, only Coburn. James Coburn. Only James Coburn. Uh, Sly Sludge. Uh, Sly Slud was an unscrupulous waste what a collector. Great name. <laughs> who represents laziness, ignorance, and the dangers of apathy and short-term thinking. That's a great name for a cat, isn't it? Sly Sludge. Sly Sludge. Sly Sludge. Like a big fat cat. <laughs> he was voiced by uh, Jim Cummings in seasons four to six. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, Winnie yeah. the Pooh, isn't it? Yeah, the official voice of Winnie yeah. the Pooh since nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tigger as well since nineteen eighty-nine. Uh, voice does, of ta- does Pooh and Tigger? Yeah. That's impressive, isn't it? And and has voiced the Tasmanian Devil since 1991. Wow. Now, I would I would argue that one's slightly less impressive because you just have to go. Dah, 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 dah. <laughs> but um, very good. Still, um, also voiced Monterey Jack on Chippendale Rescue Rangers uh, from 1989 to 1990, and the title character of uh, Darkwing Duck from 1991 to 1992. Yeah. Cummings also voiced Ed the Hyena in The Lion King and provided the vocals for Scar's song "Be Prepared" when Jeremy Irons, uh, who voiced Scar, developed vocal problems. I would argue the best song in the Lion King. I know that's, I know that's, <laughs> that is, that's that, Rogue. That is Rogue. The best song. Be prepared. That's the bit, that's the bit, you, skip. That's the bit you skip. Ah, it's the best. It's the best song in the Lion King. At Two Geeks <laughs> Cast. But you, what's the best song in the Lion King? Be prepared. You right loved answer. Jaf- what was it? Jafar's Revenge, whatever it's called. Yeah, Return of Jafar. <laughs> yeah. So you think that's far superior to Aladdin? Right. So there are a lot of um, classic Disney movies in the nineties. Yeah. A lot of knockoff, yeah. straight to VHS. Yeah. Sequels. Nowadays, they just do sequels properly. Yeah. Back then, they just went, no, ah, straight, straight to, straight to VHS. Uh, my, my controversial opinion, my hot take, yeah. is that Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar, is a better film <laughs> than, than Aladdin. doesn't have Robin Williams, admittedly. Yeah. He came back for uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves a few years later. You've got Dan Castellaneta. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dan Castellaneta, um, who voices Homer Simpson, yeah. who does the voice of the genie. Other than that, 
far superior. Wow. So at the end of Aladdin... Doesn't he die? No, Jafar gets his, um, his, his genie powers, but then oh. gets like trapped in a... That's the whole point. Like, you get, right. He becomes a genie, gets his wish, but then he gets trapped in a, in a lamp. But then he, he gets released in Return of Jafar. F- like, epic scale, so far better. Will... They're obviously going to do a sequel to the Aladdin film with Will Smith because that yeah. was very successful. Yeah. Surely they'll just remake Return of Jafar. Well, you would think so, given that it's such yeah. incredible, ripe source material. Yeah. Just wait in there. Yeah. Check it out. Right. Uh, Slice Lodge. Uh, yeah, Jim Cummings, seasons four to six. Yeah. Seasons one to three, Martin Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> one to three as well. It's Sheen stuck around for, for, three, Sheen. for three seasons. Yeah, Martin Sheen. This has got to be a weird Hollywood, like, like a cult backhanded cult thing Something's Scientology going on. So, yeah. no it can't be Scientology because you kicked Tom Cruise out <laughs> exactly <laughs> so Sly Sludge had two henchmen uh, Ooze voiced by Cam Clark uh, who also played uh, Leonardo and Rocksteady in the 1987 nice. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series Canada in the 1989 uh, original English dub of Akira and Liquid Snake in the Metal Gear video game series uh-huh. uh, and uh, Sludge had another henchman Tank Flusher the Third. <laughs> Uh, voiced by Frank Welker. Uh, finally, there was Zarm, a former spirit of the planet who left Gaia uh, in search of other worlds and ended up laying other populous planets to waste. Uh, he represents war and destruction. Voiced by three actors. Okay. It gets it gets <laughs> it gets better. To go. So um, the last actor to play the part from 1993 to 1995, Malcolm McDowell. Okay. In 1992, voiced by David Warner. Wow. A two geeks favorite. Yeah. But originally from 1990 to 1992, voiced by Sting. <laughs> Sting. Someone in the production staff yeah. has, had, had, had files. Shit, had shit He's on got fi- files on these people. I'm not saying there's any particular scandal going on, I'm just saying it's something's amiss. Someone, yeah. Because there's no other show I can think of. No. Most like animated shows have a couple of big names and Tim Curry normally turns up. But <laughs> yeah, like, it's true. Yeah, 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 he does. You don't normally get like fucking Sting and, and uh, Meg Ryan and Martin Sheen just doing it for a favour for three seasons. James Coburn. <sighs> Captain Planet also fought his evil counterpart, Captain Pollution. Captain Pollution. Who was again voiced by David Coburn. Yeah. Uh, who so, debuted in the... No, two- no relation to James? I don't think so. <laughs> like, that's how he got the game. Yeah. I don't think so. Mm. No. Yeah. Mm, suspicious. Mm. Nah. Now I'm starting to unpeel this. Yeah, starting to unravel this. Yeah. Uh, Captain Pollution debuted in the two-part episode Mission to Save Earth when Dr. Blight uh, de- steals the Planeteer's rings and creates twisted duplicates of them and distributes the duplicates to most of the other eco-villains. Uh, across its run, Captain Planet also featured guest appearances from Danny Glover and Dion Warwick. <laughs> I didn't expect... Danny Glover's not funny, uh, but Dion Warwick just came out of nowhere. Uh, in, in that uh, aforementioned uh, 2012 Reddit AMA, Barbara Bile and Nick Boxer said of the all-star casting, we just asked. <laughs> all the stars loved being part of the world's yeah. first eco-hero. Uh, so Captain Planet dealt with many serious topics, uh, pollution, deforestation, the fate of the planet, but two of the most surprising and shocking episodes... Uh, first of all, you've got the season two premiere, Mind Pollution, which tackled drug addiction and an epidemic of a designer drug known as Bliss, created by verminous scum. Uh, it included a scene of Linka's cousin Boris jumping through a window and dying from a drug overdose. Okay. Who wants more Bliss? You get a whole bottle. And all you have to do is give those planet punks a little push.
don't care. Linka is also there in the episode Addicted to Drugs. Yeah. And she's holding the drugs and saying, these things killed Boris, but without them, I cannot stand the pain. Now, I get, like, again, remember, this is supposed to be a, a 90s animation superhero show yeah. for kids. And she's like, well, I'm just going to keep doing the drugs because I know they killed my cousin, but um, I'm, hooked to, I'm hooked on drugs. Cheery stuff. Okay. Then you had the third season's A Formula for Hate. Uh, in this episode, Verminous Scum. It's always Verminous Scum. What a prick. He's just, he's just so scummy. Yeah. Uh, he discovers that a popular basketball player, voiced by Neil Patrick Harris, is HIV positive, uh, but starts spreading rumours that he has AIDS. Uh, the basketball player, Todd, is run out of town by an angry mob, and it takes the intervention of Captain Planet to convince the ignorant townsfolk not to be afraid. Uh, this episode also featured Elizabeth Taylor. Of course it did. As Todd's mother. Uh, in real life, Taylor was a passionate advocate for better understanding and treatment of HIV and AIDS. Wow. HIV and AIDS tackled in a in a kids, kids cartoon from the yeah. 90s. Madness. But great, but... Yeah. What again? What a big swing! Uh, Captain Planet split the critics, uh, some of whom praised the show's environmental message and big name voice talent, uh, while others criticised it as being hokey. Uh, nevertheless, the series became massively popular among young viewers, becoming a ratings hit that was syndicated in 220 US markets and aired in over 100 countries. Celebrities are using television to spread the environmental message every weekend, beginning tomorrow, on the cartoon series Captain Planet and the Planeteers, seen on Superstation TBS and 180 local channels. Earth is dying. The environmental message is woven into the program. It's not, it's not blatantly apparent. It's, you don't, you're not hit over the head with this message. I'm doing my part to help save planet Earth. Oh my God, David Coburn looks like a right. He looks like he's nine years old. Other people indirectly to help do their part. There's a couple things he's vulnerable to. Uh... Toxic waste, he's vulnerable to acid rain. Um, he needs things like fresh air and fresh water. I love how they're like, it's, re it's really subtly woven in, the environmental message. Eh. <laughs> um, I, think, I think I would... His voice broke. Ah, oh, his voice broke. Ah. Oh, he's only 21. I know, but it's kind of ruined the whole Captain Planet thing now. <laughs> the whole vibe. Ah. Oh, I could have been Captain Planet. Tom Cruise couldn't. Apparently not. Uh, the series generated merchandising, of course, um, which the creative team insisted be made sustainably. With uh, uh, rings and everything. Yeah, exactly. You had one. Yeah. Made sustainably, now you know. Uh, because of this... It had a magnet in it now, I remember. Yeah. Because that's it felt like it was a proper thing. So yeah. it had a magnet in it and, it and it came with these things that would then move, obviously, because it was magnetised. Yeah. It, so it felt like with your ring, you, like your, you, had, you had powers. The like, power was yeah, yours. Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, because of that demand that, that, that all merchandising be made sustainably, several of the companies producing Captain Planet themed merchandise had to completely overhaul their means of production to manufacture recycled and recyclable products. Uh, there were also... 
There was also a 12-issue Captain Planet comic series uh, published by Marvel Comics in 1991 and 1992. Oh, so is it technically a Marvel property? Uh, I'm not sure how that works. Like, could he rock up in the MCU? Is this, what, is this what you're saying? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, save the MCU, Captain yeah, Planet. Yeah. Take that, <laughs> take that, it, take that pollution down to zero. Uh, a video game based on the series was developed for the NES uh, by Mindscape, but received negative reviews from game critics. Uh, a Sega Mega Drive or Genesis version of the game was subsequently cancelled. Uh, a separate side-scrolling game was developed by Nova Logic for the Mega Drive or Genesis, uh, but only saw release in Europe and Australia. A game was also released in 1990 for the Amiga and Atari ST, while a Commodore 64 game was developed but never released. Uh, Captain Planet also appears as a playable character in the 2011 fighting game Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion. What was that? For Nintendo 3DS, wow. Wii, PS3 and Xbox 360. There you go. If you know, you know. Uh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers has been released on VHS and DVD, though it's not currently available to stream what? in the UK and physical copies are now hard to come by. Why is it not available? I had a look really hard. Really hard to come by. Uh, you think with that cast? Well. Come on. Uh, Multiple attempts have been made to create a film adaptation of the series, uh, but none have come to fruition. Right for film. Feels like it. Yeah. Most recently, in October 2016, it was announced that Paramount Pictures and Leonardo DiCaprio's production company were attempting to develop a new movie. DiCaprio, big Captain Planet fan, it turns out. Wow. Uh, Top Gun Maverick star Glenn Powell uh, was attached to play Captain Planet, uh, though the film is yet to enter production. In January of this year, 2023, as we record this podcast, uh, Powell gave an update saying, I know DiCaprio is super passionate about it. I'm super passionate about it. I think it could be great. I want that one to work. I'd love to play that superhero. Wow. So still, He was great as well, Glenn Powell, I seem to remember. Yeah, great in Top Gun Maverick. Still in development. Big, it, like, if anything, his his star is on the rise. So maybe that'll you never know. Maybe that's the push that will get the Captain Planet live action yep. movie made. But the closest we've come to a live-action Captain Planet so far is a Funny or Die sketch oh, from yeah. 2011 starring Don Cheadle. Remember this. Yes, destroy all the trees. They're going to destroy the forest. We have to do something. Let our powers combine. <laughs> Earth, fire. Turns out I did have the Earth ring. With your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Planeteers, what seems to be the problem? They're cutting down the trees. Then I guess we'll have to plant some more. Out <laughs> of boy, Captain. Let's spruce this place up a bit, huh? Okay. Wood <laughs> is good. Wait, Nathan, please. So he's turning all the all the villains. All the villains into trees. Not a dog. Now a baby. <laughs> Human tree. This man planting a tree. Captain Planet, stop right now! <laughs> My heart. <laughs> Marty is not happy. <laughs> Just turning everyone into trees. That's enough. Stop. 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 Everybody's a tree. <laughs> Don, really, really do. Really, really acting. I can't let you do that, Captain. Let's turn Kwame into a tree. Anybody else want to go green? <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> 
Don't summon me again unless you're ready for that pain. <laughs> Peace. That's why they only call him when it's a yeah. you know, really big deal. Power is mine, bitches. <laughs> that was pretty aggressive. Hey, all you planeteers at home. Remember, turn off the faucet between usages and recycle those plastics. Or else, I'll turn you into a fucking tree. <laughs> Captain Planet, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, do we need, do we need uh, anything got more? Got it. Done. Yeah. Nailed it. The original animated series also saw a revival of sorts in 2017 uh, in an episode of the Cartoon Network series OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes entitled The Power Is Yours David Coburn reprised his role of Captain Planet and LeVar Burton reprised his role as Kwame from a hero team that fights pollution. Oh. And when I saw all of the smog over this mini-mall, I came right away. And I've got four power rings to help if I could just find people to give them to. Oh, I, I know just three people. Brad, Brad, Brad! <laughs> Whoa, guy, you've got fire. Take this fire ring. Eat it! Wow. You Again, no audition process, just get given him. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> and you, small friend, you seem to care the most about climate change. So oh. Take this heart. Yeah, heart. Heart. Hey! You want some rings too? Oh, there is only one ring left. You will have to share. Oh, man! It is time to save the planet. Let our powers combine. Now, wow, that was effort. Yeah, and like, great, but again, just, just as a weird one-off episode. Who's it for? I, know. I, I can't imagine the fans of K OKKO OK, Let's Be Heroes were like, yeah, Captain right. Planet. I remember right. that, but like, great. I Waste, guess. Wasted member berries, that was. <laughs> uh, the series legacy has also genuinely changed the world for the better. Yeah. So using a percentage of Captain Planet's merchandising uh, proceeds, Barbara Pyle founded the Captain Planet Foundation, or the CPF, to put the messages of the show into practice. Uh, its mission was to teach young people to respect the planet through hands-on experiences. Uh, the concept allowed schools and organizations around the world to present their environmental projects to the foundation and receive seed money to grow their ideas. Today, the CPF awards grants to various projects that promote environmental awareness, teamwork, and community building. Uh, fans across the world have also been inspired by the show to form their own Planeteer movement uh, to raise environmental awareness. Welcome to the Planeteer movement. Wait, what's a Planeteer? Easy. Planeteers are people who care. People who care about clean air and water. Human equality. Animal welfare. About a world where social justice and equality are attainable for all. Planeteers live all over the world. Inspired as kids by the stories we saw on Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Man, was that show awesome. It had action, good guys against bad guys, and a killer soundtrack. <laughs> we really Our life's never been the same again. Learn to care about the planet. 
Now we've grown up, but we're still Planeteers. I was going to say, these seem far too young, but it was 12 years ago, this video. Planeteer Network is bringing up all over the world. We're combining our powers on a brand new website for Planeteers. www.captainplanet.me We're the Planeteers. You can be one too. Join us online at captainplanet.me Celebrate 20 years of Planeteers. This is just the beginning. The power is yours! By far my favorite of all those those planets yeah. there was the guy who was like, oh, dude. whoa, that, that show is so awesome. What a killer soundtrack. Like, by far, by far the best. Like, I was like, uh, I'm not going to sign up to this. And it's like, I get to hang out with that guy. He looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, thoughts on, on yeah, Captain Planet and the Planeteers? I don't think we've ever covered a show that's done as much good for the world as Captain Planet. <laughs> probably not. No. No. But it, probably, if you think about it, anyone who watched it at the time, including us, you probably... Through osmosis, yeah, we just learnt things about recycling. Yeah, and just, just. I mean, we're still eating meat. We're not helping, but still, you know, I like that. Yeah, um, but well, just a great show. But looks of it, yeah, what a cast. Yeah, annoyed that it's not available to watch anywhere. Yeah, not that I would. Let's be honest, but I like the idea of watching it. Yeah, um, and I think I'm just surprised. Apart from those one-off things, that it's not been brought back yet. Yeah, if you are going to watch, hope it does. If you are going to watch it, yeah. Like, let's push for a streaming release yes. rather than physical media because yeah, it feels like... Exactly. Wasting plastic. And exactly. Think about yeah. the planet. Think about the planet. So that's it for now. Uh, if you want to hear us recycle the same old jokes, nice. head to twogeeks2beers.com to hear all 115 of our previous episodes where you'll find retrospectives of animated classics including He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Defenders of the Earth and Thundercats, plus more outings covering off classic films and video games. And please go follow us on all the socials at Two Geeks Cast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're also on YouTube and TikTok, where you'll find clips from episodes old and new. Please also rate and review the podcast. The easiest way is to hit that review this podcast button on twogeeks2beers.com or via your podcast outlet of choice, where you can also subscribe. The power is yours. Nice. You can also become a Two Geeks supporter on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash twogeekscast. You can sponsor the podcast and in return you can get exclusive Patreon-only minisodes, outtakes and personalised thank you videos. And trust me, there's at least one outtake from this, this, this episode. <laughs> Definitely go on Patreon. You can also email us, podcast at twogeeks2beers.com with any thoughts, feedback and suggestions for future episodes. That's it for now. And remember... We are podcasters. You can be one too, because for white guys in their 30s, it's the thing to do. <laughs> what else are we going to do? <laughs>so we talked there about the, uh, the closing. Yeah. The Planet theme song, iconic. Didn't talk about the opening. No. No. You intrigued me. So, the first three seasons of Captain Planet featured an opening voiceover by LeVar Burton. Okay. Our world is in peril. Gaia, the spirit of the Earth, can no longer stand the terrible destruction plaguing our planet. She sends five magic rings to five special young people. Watch from Africa with the power of Earth. From North America, we live with the power of fire. Soviet Union, Minka, with the power of wind. Again, it doesn't say Europe, just says Soviet Union. That's why they said that earlier on. Yeah. What? When the Soviet Union fell, they changed it. Okay, yeah, you're right. Still. And from 
South America, my team with the power of heart. When the five powers combine, they've summoned Earth's greatest champion, Captain Planet. The animation on this opening is noticeably better than in the series itself. Yeah. They spent a lot of money on this. The power is yours! Sorry. Imagine being summoned. <laughs> Poor Captain Planet having a nice rest. Uh, the fourth and fifth seasons featured a similar opening featuring the voice of uh, David Coburn yeah. now narrating uh, who voiced Captain Planet but in the final sixth season uh, this voiceover was replaced by a rap oh. by Fred Schneider of the B-52s okay by your powers combined I am Captain Planet Captain Planet he's the man what? leading the Chargers number one band check him now you're gonna see he's the Mega Mac daddy of ecology Mega Mac daddy hero with the gumption take on the over this is how the show opened for its final season. No wonder it got cancelled. I'm back! What are we watching? But he's not the only hero for Earth. Guys, with the game, the planeteers burn. Wheeler is the fire, but he's got heart. He's got the power to make water sparks. This is this is dreadful. I mean, it's telling that B-52s produced both Rock Lobster, which is a brilliant song, is it? and Love Shack, one of the worst songs of all time. I, I have to admit, if there's one band that just I can't get on board with, yeah. it is the B-52s. I just don't get not it. Even, not even Rock Lobster. No. All I hear is matching ties. That's all I I just hate it. I hate it. I hate everything he does. The only thing I liked was the the, the Meet the Flintstones when they were called the BC 52s. Very nice. Um but that's only because I like the the, the theme tune. You like the, the pun. You like the pun. Yeah. Yeah, no, the lyrics uh, the lyrics are in, in case you didn't catch them. Captain Planet, he's the man leading the charge, Earth's number one fan. Check him out. You're gonna see he's the Mega Mac Daddy of ecology. Is that the best they could come up with? In five like, minutes. What were they thinking? Like Right, for the sixth season, we need better ratings. You know what we need? The bloke from the B-52s. Do you remember he had a hit like s- seven years ago? Do you remember that, Love Shack? Yeah. Do you know the bit that you don't like from Love Shack? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, one, no one's like, no. oh, remember Love Shack? Yeah. And everyone knows, I remember the rap. Yeah. No, 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 one, no one says that. Uh, let's bring him in <laughs> and we'll get him to write uh, a line. Uh, he's written a line. Yeah. It's the first draft. He's done it in five minutes on the toilet. That's fine. Oh, I'll take that. Mega yeah. Mac. That. I think he just had a Big Mac and he just... <laughs> okay. Here we go. That's how it ended. That's, that's, that's it. That's, that's how this ends too. All right. All right, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>